All right, so we've been talking about earlier uh, teachers. Uh, then we've been talking about some of these defrocked type teachers. Um, then I just came across something that was somewhat interesting. So uh, a little weird little hack. I've mentioned this before. I like to listen to my audiobooks at, uh, you know, a higher speed. So I was watching an audiobook on YouTube, and I had it at 1.25%. And I forgot that I was at 1.25%. That's not an extremely fast. Uh, we were doing some stuff and, and listening to, uh, I think it was uh, George Orwell, his 1984 and just going through some of that book, right? Wanting to uh, get some of the real content and, and the way he phrased the stuff. So we were taking our time at it. Uh, not going what I recommend, say one and a half or more time speed to really get through an audio book. Because again, I've talked about this. They talk real slow. So anyways, I click on um, arguably one of the most famous uh, insight meditation teachers in the West, a Vipassana teacher, runs uh, a series of centers across um, the coast. Um, So I clicked on it and, whoa, lo and behold, he's actually talking at normal speed almost. And I'm like, how's that possible? And I go and check and yeah, he's live. But he's at 1.25%. So I take a look um, at the stats for nerds from YouTube. And yes, it was eaten through the buffer. It kept trying to buffer like almost two seconds and then I'd eat through the buffer. So that brings up this weird little thing. So why do so many of these teachers tend to speak so very, very slowly? I have my own theory and it isn't the same reason why they speak slowly for an audiobook. I have my feelings for an audiobook. They tend to speak a little more slowly so they can properly enunciate and you don't get any affects or bubbles or pops and stuff. And plus, I think they may understand that different people might want to slow it down or speed it up, so they try to do it at a certain speed and timbre and such. I don't think that's the same with meditation. Sure, there's... A way you can speak that's calming and, you know, there's nice, but you don't have to speak so slowly. You're almost hypnotizing people, at least putting them to sleep. Uh, At the bare minimum, boring them, not teaching them. Because if they have to uh, strain themselves to focus on your monotone, slow... I'll get distracted. I'll probably fall asleep while I'm recording this. So what I kind of found here is I think they're trading an inability to show attainment from years and years of meditation, intensive, remember, this is this is an investment to the tune of many thousands of dollars because each one of these 10-day retreats are going to cost you I'm guessing a hundred to many thousands of dollars. They do it donation-based because they know that a lot of these people are purely out of whatever reason, guilt or generosity, because it is going to help some people, a lot of people. Uh, they're going to make a lot of money, right? Because some people are going to give, and they even make a point of mentioning this, that it used to be, oh, it attracted weird people. And now it's doctors and bankers and lawyers. Oh, they must love that, eh? Getting thousands of dollars uh, to teach uh, something they used to get paid tens, if not only hundreds, 
of dollars for. But my point here is, they tend to speak very slowly, not to provide that calmness and no, no, they seem to go that much further, right? That this almost seems to be an affect that they're trying to act as if I'm such an enlightened person. Listen to how calm and centered and cool I am. This is what meditation has done for me. And as I pointed out to the wife, kind of falls flat when you... For example, in some of these Zoom meetings I've mentioned, when they forget to silence their mic and you hear them yammering on the same ridiculous stuff that we do and, you know, having the same issues, freaking out over the same sort of things, not being cool at all. But in this case, if you're getting on live and giving a talk and you're all nice and cool and calm, you shouldn't start out by being all disjointed and you can't find this and you can't remember where you put that and you're looking all over the place like a lost squirrel. I would think the real benefits to 10, 20, 30, 40 years of Vipassana or meditation would be, I got to get up. I'm doing this meditation. I'm doing it for uh, every day for the last, I don't know how long. I think you'd figure out I'm getting up at 5 I'm going to make sure I have all my jazz squared away, and this is what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I find that a lot of this uh, is putting on a show, um, but that's just my takeaway.